Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 82 of Stands and Fits, presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Iowa State University's part-time MBA has been voted best MBA program in Des Moines. Advance your career while still working full-time. Ask about scholarships and waiving the GMAT. Learn more at ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Well done. Thank you. You should start reading ads for us. I know, right? I might recruit you at some point. Leave me in front of this microphone for the week. I'll get them all done. There we go. You just, we'll just deepen your voice a little bit. Throw a little bit of a... Nah, it's perfect the way it throw is. Throw some effects on there. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> everybody will be like, man, I want to, you know... You just need to add some explosions and laser beams and... Dude, you know. we should get a... We should find someone that we can just make like a really ridiculous ad with. That yeah. It's... <laughs> You know, if it, well, you should. Yeah, I'm sure Carl Chevrolet would love that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Recording is always in the Carl Chevrolet studios at the Cyclone Fanatic office in Ankeny. Probably be a short podcast tonight. We don't uh, have a whole lot to talk about. Definitely nothing of note has happened today, which is Tuesday. I don't know when this will exactly will be posted, but it'll be posted on Wednesday. All right. So by the time yeah, you're listening to this, it will be the, the day from hell will be over. Yeah, just not too much really going on, you know, just sitting around. <laughs> Twiddling our thumbs, thinking, man, I really wish something would happen. Yeah. Just kidding. Obviously, this was one of the (laughs) weirdest days that I think I can remember in my time covering Iowa State. It was one of the more news, I don't even know if that's the best way to put it, weird days. I I would put it up there as one of the weirdest days. It's like all all the things converged on today somehow. I swear to God, Tuesdays in the last like six years have gotten a lot weirder for me. Every Tuesday. Well, I guess it used to be Mondays, but now it's Tuesdays from these, like, press conference day. Yeah. It's always weird. Because you, like. you know, they sent out the, the email to the press members this morning, you know, saying there'd be a conference, correct? Yeah. So that was, you know, sent out early this morning, press conferences at 11. Then you had Campbell's original availability. Right. And then we had, yeah, we had Matt Campbell's availability. And then not only do we have that press conference with Director Pollard, the chief of Iowa State Police and Iowa State President, Wendy Winterstein, then they put out the surveillance of the surveillance footage almost immediately after Gary Barta, Gary Barta just finishes talking to the media. And it was just like a back and forth thing for a while. Yeah. And then I finally got to sit down and write about football for a little while. And immediately when I finished that, we found out that Rashir Bolton was going to be eligible for Iowa State in 2019-2020. Yeah. I mean, so thank goodness at least the last bit of news is good news. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's yeah, Not I mean, like, especially compared to everything else that we've been dealing with. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you can't really classify the the band news really as good or bad. It's just kind of a muck, is what it is. It's just a thing. Yeah, it's a it is a cluster f word. Yeah, that is what it has all has been. Even at this point, you know, Pollard let it be known that there was five original allegations that the University of Iowa sent over. Right, um, and I think you have those handy. But like, even with those confirmed. Those are the first time that we'd heard actual specific details on what the allegations were, you know? Correct. Leading up to all this, which has been out for, you know, a week plus now. All right. So the five allegations, these were given to the Iowa State Athletic Department by, I think, a a deputy athletic director at Iowa. Someone threw a beer on on a University of Iowa band teaching assistant. Someone threw something at the football team's bus breaking the windshield. The Hawkeye Marching Band director had a verbal altercation with the ISU director of facilities at the Iowa, as the Iowa band was beginning to exit. Following the game, a member of the Iowa Hawkeye Marching Band tried to enter a facility through the ISU football team locker room entrance and was denied, resulting in a confrontation with security. A me- and a member of the marching band who was carrying a ladder suffered broken ribs after falling into the ladder when another mem- band member was shoved. Uh, Do you just want to go one by one through yeah, these? Yes, we can go one by one through these. All right, so... The the one about someone getting a beer thrown at them. I don't I don't remember if it was a if it was thrown at them or if it was rolled dumped out, dumped on them or what. I can't remember exactly. I mean, maybe that's the direct quote what they have listed here in this article from the Cedar Rapids Gazette that we're going to read some more excerpts from here in just a few minutes. But uh, there's definitely a decided difference. I think where it's like if someone has a beer dumped on them, yeah, that's one thing. If you have a beer thrown at you, that is obviously a projectile, and at that point becomes a weapon. In I mean, I would think in terms of legalities, a dangerous weapon. Yeah. 
probably. Uh, so that's point number one. Point number one. Clearly, if an Iowa State fan did anything along those lines, terrible. Don't do that. Yeah, don't throw beers at people. That's stupid. Uh, Chris got hit in the head with the Milwaukee's best. He's told this story a lot of times. Yep. Don't throw beers at people. It's happened multiple times before this season at both Ames and Iowa City. Yeah. This is just, this is one of those things where it's like, don't be an effing idiot. Yeah. You know, don't throw beers at people. Just, and really, it doesn't even have to just be Iowa State and Iowa. <laughs> just in general, throwing beers at other human beings, not advised. Ill-advised decision. Yes. Unless it's like a toss to one of your buddies or something like that. In which, in which case, a little bit different. Yeah. But in this case, I'm highly yeah. doubting that that was what the yeah. scenario was. I That's, don't think that this member of the Iowa band was like, beer me, bro. <laughs> I was just going to say, beer me is the only situation where that's acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. So I, that's, that's point number one. But like I said, that is one thing, though. If that, that happened and you... That's another thing you could report I, to the police. If you I'm, can tell them where it happened, when it happened, and it's, that's a whole other deal. Exactly. I was curious. It's like, even though they had all of these five allegations, they didn't clarify when it happened. Like, was it all in the post game when the, when the band was going off the field or was it leading up to the game? Like, when did these things exactly happen? I know the latter ones, obviously. Yeah. Another situation in which these entire situation has been very vague from one side of the, one side of the, uh, of the aisle, I guess would be a good way to put it. Someone threw something at the football team's bus, breaking a window. Stupid. Once again, don't do that shit. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're making a bad name for Iowa state fans. Correct. I don't care if there's anybody in the bus or not. Don't do it. Yep. Not, I don't care how the whole game went. There's mm -hmm. no reason, no reason for anything like that. You're making yourself, you're making the school, you're making the Iowa state fans look stupid. Mm -hmm. And whoever did it should feel like a dumbass right now. Yep. I hope they're listening. I hope that they know. I'm right now. I'm calling them a dumbass, and don't don't do it. Yeah, dumbasses. The Hawkeye marching band director had a verbal altercation with the ISU director of facilities as the Iowa band was beginning to exit. This is another one of those things that seems, of all of them, seems easily verifiable. Yeah. What was the situation here? What was the argument over? Correct. And that's what I would be interested to know: who Iowa State talked to that mm -hmm. was involved in that. Because I would think that Jamie Pollard would know who the director of facilities is. Yeah, and I would think that if the director of facilities, you know, obviously they know that they have to represent Iowa State University in a positive manner. So, I mean, I would think that whatever they got in a spat over was probably, you know, something that he had a good case to argue about. Well, and that's where I, I would just like to know more. I wish there would have been more names used mm -hmm. in that scenario because I just don't know. And I would be interested to know what the what that band director how they have portrayed the situation. What were they? Based on the comments that are coming out of the Iowa band, I would say that they, the band director probably is resonating some very strong opinions. Yeah, I would guess so. Following the game, a member of the Iowa Hawkeye marching band tried to enter a facility through the ISU football team locker room entrance and was denied, resulting in a confrontation with security. Again, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. why, why are, you, why trying are to... you trying to get into the Bergstrom football building? Yeah, unless like... <laughs> unless you super have to go to the bathroom or something. But even then there's bathrooms elsewhere that you in can... that case. No, like there's no, there is in no way that anyone can justify why they were trying to get into the Bergstrom building. Yeah. None. No, nope. no one should be in there. The only people that are even allowed in there, I can tell you because I go in there after every game. The only people are, that are allowed in there are ones that are either a member of the football staff, a member of the football team, or someone who is a credentialed media, media member. member or a family member of one of the team of one of the players in which case that's easily again easily verifiable yeah why is a member of the iowa band trying to get in the football building yep so that's completely on that member of that's the a, iowa band that's a question that and for them to come back and make that as an accusation against iowa, iowa state, state that this altercation happened that's where i would i'd sit there and i'd say why are you trying to get there in the beginning yeah. What did you expect to happen? That just seems like a, a situation where they only had like, you know, three or four things at one time uh, on their list of allegations. And they're like, oh, what else happened, guys? And then someone spoke up and was like, I tried to get into the Bergstrom and they wouldn't let me. So they had to throw it in. That's where I just, I don't, I don't get it. That makes no sense. Yeah. Another thing that just makes absolutely no sense. And when did that happen? Did it happen after the game? We don't Do know. You, and, and that's what I'm saying. We've already been burned on this deal once. Yeah. With the getting into the trying to get into the other locker rooms. I think everybody <laughs> probably remembers that one. Yeah. Don't do not let members of the Iowa fan base get into locker rooms, apparently. Or just don't let anyone near the locker rooms. That's pretty a good idea, yeah. I would think. Wouldn't yeah. you? Yes. So that's where when I heard that, I was like, wait, they're like trying to turn that on Iowa State as being problematic. 
<laughs> yeah, bad form, Iowa. Uh, okay. Uh, and then lastly, a member of the marching band who was carrying a ladder suffered broken ribs after falling into the ladder when another band member was shoved. Again, when? When, was, when did this happen? What was the circumstances of everything? Where did it happen? Yeah. Because that's another one of those things that w- it would seem to be easily verifiable because that person probably would have needed medical attention yeah. immediately. Because, I mean, we... Broken ribs are pretty serious shit. In the surveillance video that was released, you could see a member uh, of the Hawkeye marching excuse me, Hawkeye marching band carrying a ladder alongside the band as they were marching out of the stadium. However, you know, it got far enough away where you couldn't really tell like where that person ended up. So it could have happened later on in that video, but you can't see anything. I'll also say that there are accounts of this incident that don't exactly make it sound that way Mm. with what was taking place with the ladder from what I understand. Do you want to elaborate or not? Uh, No. I I mean, you can't see it in the video very well, but I've heard... From on, in multiple places that this, and I don't know, you know, obviously yeah. somebody broke their ribs. Okay. Yep. Like that, like I said, say exactly where, when, where, where and exactly when. where. Yeah. And that's what, and then they can try and do something more to figure out the situation. But like I said, there are some people who are there that are portraying what is happening. That was happening with this ladder as not just being like some innocent person carrying a ladder through a crowd. Yeah. That that's just all I'm going to say. Yeah, there's a, and there's still even after, you know, Pollard came out and released all these uh, factual things that the University of Iowa and Iowa State have both talked about. There have been, you know, stuff that have come out afterward from the Hawkeye marching band. Yeah, that's um, what that's what I was going to say. As of right now, everything that Iowa State has said and has put forward, they have put evidence forward to explain their side of the story, how they perceive the side of the story to have happened and what they think took place. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to discount what they're saying happened, but they're saying right now, this is what we can see. If something that we don't know about happened, tell us, come on t- come and tell us. Yeah. And that's where, so we're getting more birdies tweeting. Yeah. Corey Knopp, who has been one of the, who had the initial Facebook post that I think kind of went viral, uh, and has been one of the leading band members going on the record about this situation. For what he said that happened with the altercation between the uh, Iowa State's director of facilities and the Iowa band director, he said, quote, this is from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, quote, we had an ISU staff member screaming and cussing at us to leave. There was no exit, no other exit we could have used. We used the closest exit to our buses. (laughs) That is not true at all. And this again goes back to the same thing. How can you try and say that there's no other exits? There's two clear exits on that side, on that side of the stadium. And I, w- I would mention, if you watch the surveillance video, they are on the, the east side of the stadium. They yeah. had to march across the field to get to the west side, which is where they did end up exiting, and that's where the giant bottleneck of fans was. Did they forget about the side of the building that their team literally walks out from? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, weren't they situated on the east side of the stadium the entire yeah. time? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like I, They walked out that exit. It, during the rain delay. They made a conscious decision. I watched to, them. Yeah, to go out the wrong exit. And that's what I'm. That's where I don't understand how they're going to try. How can you try and justify that? I have no they idea. They put something forward to visibly show that this is what was going on here. This was the decision that was made. And they're not doing anything here to me, in my mind, from what I'm reading here, from where they're going on the record, and from what, the evidence that I've seen put forward. And I understand. Obviously, I'm coming at it from an Iowa State point of view. But I don't get it. It makes no sense. How can you come here and continue to double down on these things when the other side has continually put forth different pieces of evidence and then still said, if something else happened, tell us. Yeah. Tell us where it happened, when it happened, and we will try and do something to help you. Instead of saying later on in this story, quote, violence against any band is unacceptable. And it's telling about Pollard's character that he blatantly disrespects the Hawkeye marching band <laughs> and the victims that have, the, have bruises and blood to prove it happened. People can think what they want. We know it happened. Iowa City knows it happened. Ames knows it happened. Barda and Pollard know it happened. It's disheartening to know that he doesn't care about students. He only seems to care about the Cyhawk series. My, did he listen to he this? He didn't watch the press. I was going to say, tell. did he listen to the? Did he watch the press conference? That he probably Jamie just Pollard read. Today? He, he probably just read a couple of quotes and didn't see the full the full thing. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying is where Jamie Pollard blatantly saying. We want the Iowa marching band here. Yeah. We want them here. 
And we made a conscious decision to put them in the lower bowl. We made a conscious decision to let them perform on the field at halftime. Yeah. And you're going to sit here and say that they don't care? He says, I hope the Hawkeye marching band comes back. That's where I, I'm like, okay, you're, how are you doing anything to help yourself in make in like understanding from where anybody else is coming from. Yeah. You know, he's not saying that nothing happened. He's looking at it from what he can see from what he's been given to use as evidence. Exactly. So if Corey knows something that Jamie Pollard does not, then why don't you reach out to Jamie Pollard directly? His, his email address is public. Or why don't you go to the Iowa city police department or the university of Iowa police where they've been being literally anyone, but the Cedar Rapids Gazette, you would have a better time contacting where the university of Iowa has from, according to, Iowa State's chief of police, uh, they have been telling every members of the band, go to the police if something happened and nothing's happened. That That's where I have serious questions of, yeah. of, and then when you see the video and you understand from where I, what Iowa State's trying to say took place, then that's where I continue to sit here and say like, man, it looks pretty blatant to me that you guys made a decision to walk through a huge crowd of people right next to construction Five wide. Five wide. Not breaking formation. Not breaking formation while playing your fight song. Yeah. Against a, a, a fan base who is bottleneck, very frustrated after a very, you know, emotional loss. And has been... and Drinking for, all day. Yeah. Started drinking probably at five o'clock in the morning. Because college game day was there. Because college game day was there. So that's where I just sit... I sit back and I... I'm not trying to say nothing happened. Yeah. I said it last week on the podcast. If something happened and we know who did it and we can prove who did it... Yeah. Arrest their ass. And I will say, it, it, you know, even though the Iowa band did make the wrong decision, if any Iowa states blatantly did shove any Iowa band members just for being like in that bottleneck, that is wrong. Yeah. I, I will say that. However, it was a lack of good judgment for them to do it in the first place. And that's where I just, I sit here and I'm like, I don't know. This is a whole lot of he said, she said mm-hmm. at this point. Until someone can go to the police and then they can further investigate and show what took place. Yeah. Then how can we... Yeah. Like, why do you go to the why do you go to the press yeah what's the point <laughs> it's literally just to inflame and that's what i'm saying that's where i sit here and i'm like do you really want anything to be done or do you just want to make people look stupid yeah and do you want your two minutes of fame and that's i don't get it it makes no sense it makes no sense how this is being handled handled on uh, the whole incident makes no sense it's stupid yeah and i'll say if, if Corey would like to talk to us I don't know if he's ever going to listen to this, and we're saying some bad things about him. We would be happy to have Corey on the podcast. I would be happy to have him sit right here next to me, and he can tell his entire part of the story. We can, we'll get him on the phone. Yeah, there you go. And we won't we won't attack him. We'll allow him to tell his side of the story. Yeah, we'll we'll be then, we'll be listeners. You know? And that's where I want to know. I would like to know what the process of this interview was. Mm-hmm. Where did the reporter s- counter back and say? Well, this is what Jamie Pollard said, mm-hmm. you know, about how they want the band there and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And these are before running the story. Yeah. And these are words like in this story. Yeah. I don't know. It makes, I don't get it. I don't, get, I it don't get it. I don't know what, I don't know what can be done at this point. Everybody has looked so ridiculous. This whole thing has been so ridiculous. And if, if something happened, they need to do what they need. They need to go through the correct channels mm-hmm. to where something is correctly done. Right now, they're not doing that. And if, if it is determined that something did happen and it clears up the air about all of this, and we, we've been saying all these things, then I will say that, you know, we will apologize for the things that we said. I'll gladly admit to being wrong. Yeah, same. If I'm wrong, then I'll gladly say that I'm wrong. But we can't say that we're wrong yet. No one knows. Because from what I've seen, I don't think that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just, I don't know how. I don't know how to perceive it Yeah, because right now one side has presented some facts and some evidence and another side just continues to say the same things, mm-hmm. but they don't pr- show any evidence outside of a bruise on someone's arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We understand. Yeah. You probably had a beer thrown at you. Mm-hmm. We get it. We, that which, was which wrong. Again, wrong. It's wrong. No one should do that. But still, why is it? Why, why no, is, why are people making out the claims of groping? Yeah. And sexual someone, assault. Someone is, uh, was beaten. Mm-hmm. Someone who was cornered. Yeah. That's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. Yeah. How, why has this gotten so blown out of proportion? Yeah. If this is what happened in those five allegations that they made, that they sent to Iowa State University and Iowa State University was able to investigate in no way to any of those represent these words that are being used by Certain people in the media, I could think of one person in 
in particular, yeah. who has done a great job of inflaming this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then the people that are in the band. W- okay. Well, if that's what really happened and you guys told that to the University of Iowa Athletic Department so they could rel- relay it to Iowa State, then why is none of that in these five allegations that were made? Yep. I don't, that's what I understand. I don't know what the best way to move forward is, but right now, I hope that someone there is going to look these band members in the face and say, hey, until you guys do it the way you need to do it, the way that it is meant that for anything to actually happen, until you go to the police, the only people who can really actually do anything about what happened, Iowa State can try and put together ways for it to not happen again. And again, Iowa State has been transparent. They've released camera footage to the public. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like Iowa State's sitting around hiding saying, no, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about it. They're, no, they investigated. They acknowledged there might be some, there are some bad apples out there that probably did some stupid stuff, which, okay, what more do you want? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Unless you go to the police and you ask the only people, the trained professionals who investigate things like these. I don't know what more you can expect from anyone. Mm-mm. That's where I, that's where I come from. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I I'm just sitting here. I was sitting in that press conference today, and I'm thinking, at this point, I, what's the resolution that anybody's going to be happy with? Mm-hmm. The, at this point, it's there is none. No, because apparently these people aren't going to be just accepting of whatever Iowa State says or Iowa State, you know, saying that they've looked at it and that they this is kind of their you know. Yeah. view of the facts and then to come back and say well they lied where yeah show me exactly from what they know where did they lie mm-hmm. that's why i don't understand that's where i i think that they're i want this to go away i don't think it will Mm-mm. but it needs to yeah unless something more tangible can come out and can be further investigated in a in the proper way yeah and you know <sighs> Part of that bothers me too is that the, this, you know, the, the press conference today, I think, was basically spurred on by Bruce Harold saying the things he did about canceling the series because of this. Yeah. And it's like, what a leap of things that haven't been, like, after things that haven't been proven. Yeah. You know? Like I said, and we've both said this, I don't want it to seem like we're blaming anyone. We're not blaming anybody. We're not saying it's I, that it's Iowa's fault that this happened. I do think that it was a questionable decision to enter the, enter this huge scrum of people. Okay, I'm not, you know, if they, if they want to say, if Iowa State did say, no, you got to go that way, fine, I'd get that. But if they were given the option to go on the other side, the same side that Iowa's football team was coming out of the stadium on, mm-hmm. that the same, the same side that they was were, completely they were closer open, to the entire yeah, game, closer to and was completely open the entire game. That's where I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm not blaming you, but I'm just saying, explain the rationale here. Mm-hmm. Explain the rationale because we haven't heard the explanation. We, yet. we haven't heard an explanation. And we're not trying to say it's your fault, but that's where it's like... You didn't help the case. You didn't, yeah, you didn't do anything to help anything. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that Iowa State fans should have been pushing people or mm-hmm. punching people or berating people. Or throwing, should, beer, cans or throwing people. beer cans at people. That should not happen, regardless. But that, I also walked in that area after the game, and I know that there was like an eight-inch puddle on the ground right next to that, construct, that construction fence. Yeah. So that space that's already there is already made even smaller by the fact that there's eight inches of water that people are going to have to walk through mm-hmm. if they move out of the way for and the band. again, even if you do go to that side, like I get you're in a marching band and you technically, yeah, you want to try to hold rank, but make like make the logical decision. Just like cut it down, like go three, three by three or, you know, two yeah. by two. Why do you have to stay five wide and keep playing your fight song around all these aggravated fans? They were like, could you see in the video where they're taking their like their, their, their phones yeah. up and down? Yeah. I was standing there like, Dude, there's like a thousand people over there. This yeah. is a little bit of a questionable decision. They could get whacked. Well, yeah. <laughs> that would be much worse than a beer can. I was going to say that. Imagine getting hit in the head with one of those things. Yeah. If you're not paying attention and you don't see them coming. I mean, okay, I guess it'd be hard to not see them coming. But uh, <laughs> that that's where, when I saw that, I was like, whoa. Yeah. What's going on there? Some WMDs, man. Those sousaphones. I don't know, dude. I just, I, I want this to go away because I'm tired of talking about it. I think it's stupid. Yeah. And I think that. It's been blown way out of proportion until someone can give us some evidence that proves it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know that I, I don't care. The problem I probably is made some people mad with the way that I thought like I've come at this. Yeah. But right now, that 
this is the way from everything that I've seen, this is the only way to come at it. And you know, the, the problem is um, until this gets some, you know, hardcore details, this is going to be the kind of thing that just sticks around in f- during future Sci-Hawk games too. Like it's going to be brought up for years, this, this specific isolated incident. And I will still maintain, I, it, Jamie Pollard can say what he wants about what Gary Barter said or what Gary Barter has said. I still believe that there is a faction of the people at the University of Iowa that do not want to play this game anymore. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. But I think that that is becoming incredibly clear. Agreed. That is, that's my personal opinion. And I think throughout this entire thing, it's become apparent that the University of Iowa administration is not all on the same page at all. Like they that's are not, 100% clear. They are not near as uh, connected and probably talkative to each other as Jamie Pollard and Wendy Winterstein, et cetera, are. And for people, I've seen Iowa fans like coming out and saying, uh, saying things like, man, Jamie Pollard looks like an idiot and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, are you kidding you me? Got, yeah. I, he looks like a saint compared to well, Barta. No, I'm just, I'm saying like, I mean, I'm looking at where your president's saying one thing, the athletic director saying another thing, one person saying that there was, that they stopped looking into it. And then the university's saying, well, we're going to keep doing the investigation. And then the athletic director comes back again. And yeah, we didn't have an investigation. So there wasn't really anything to, cl- whoa, okay. So what's going on at all? And then the, the, you know, the funny thing is too, after all those statements by Barta, et cetera, were made this afternoon, the, the, the channel turned from, oh, Jimmy Pollard's a dummy, a dummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, oh, both ADs are dummies. And that's where I sit there and it's like, if I'm a member of the Iowa band, I'm not mad at Iowa State because Iowa State's doing the best they can. Yeah. I'm pissed at my administration. It's clear they, they are they are not handling this well at all. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, they don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if Gary Barton knows what day it is <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what more there is to be done. I don't know what there more there is to be said until, like man, I said, until something new comes out mm-hmm. at this point, I'm done with it. You I'm either, done with it. You either got to go to the police, go to Jamie Pollard, go to someone. Don't go to the Gazette and keep spouting the same stuff you've been saying for two weeks. And on that, when we come back on Stands and Fits presented by the professional NBA program at the Ivy College Business at Iowa State, we're going to talk about Louisiana, the win over Louisiana Monroe, as well as this upcoming weekend's game against the Baylor Bears, as well as Rashear Bolton being eligible to play for the Cyclones in 2019-20. We'll be right back on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa Pork Producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Today's podcast is brought to you by Home Field. Home Field makes premium college apparel for schools of all sizes, including Iowa State. They dig through years of archives to understand each school and fan base, making thoughtful designs that don't just say Iowa State across the chest. They print these unique designs on the most comfortable tees and sweatshirts you'll ever own right out of their Indianapolis office. This summer, they sent me a t-shirt with the Or Cyclone. You know the best logo Iowa State will probably ever have, and it is seriously my favorite Iowa State shirt I've ever owned. Not only looks great, but it is incredibly comfortable. Go to homefieldapparel.com today to shop for the most comfortable Cyclones apparel you'll ever own and get 20% off with the promo code SciNation20 at checkout. That's promo code SciNation20 at checkout for 20% off your order from homefieldapparel.com, the home of the most comfortable Cyclone apparel you'll ever find. Hey guys, it's Williams. We'll get you back to your podcast here momentarily, but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs. And they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood. Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now. 
when I'm creating content for you at CycloneFanatic.com. It has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, It's been fantastic. I I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same day, same week appointments, and they are really good people. And they help support us here at CycloneFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Welcome back to Stands and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Presented by the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. If you're looking to buy a new or pre-owned vehicle, call Chevrolet. In Ankeny, call Chevrolet of Stewart. We are in the Carl Chevrolet studios here in the Cyclone Fanatic offices in Ankeny. So Iowa State played a football game. Iowa State did play a football game on Saturday, and they kicked the crap out of the Warhawks. Yeah, they did. Man, especially after the start of that game, I was thinking, oh, God, here we go again. It's going to be another, you know, close, grinded out game against an inferior team. Especially knowing the way that they had gone and gone toe-to-toe with Florida State and Tallahassee. Yeah. Man, I'm just going to be real, though. That team was real bad. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> that team was real bad. Their defense was real bad. I didn't get to watch this entire game. Florida I, I, State must be the worst team in Power 5. I did see – I was just watching the highlights after the game, and, man, I could tell that, like, those those players were just a step slow, uh, I think, on both sides of the ball, man. And I did think it was interesting. I watched uh, their head coach, Matt Viator. Mm-hmm. I watched his press conference from this week. He was very complimentary. Was very complimentary. Talked about how Iowa State's atmosphere was big time. Was Said a lot of good things about Iowa State and Iowa State's team. He did say one thing. He's, I should have done more research. Uh, he's like, we had a really hard time with our footing. <laughs> Dude, that field has been under some fire lately. Oh, man. my gosh. I, was, I saw that and I was like... Uh, uh, Typically, everyone's been having trouble with their footing. I was like, yeah, that's... uh," And he said, he's like, and they slipped too, but I should have done more research to understand. And that's just where I was sitting there, and I was like, I was like, man, believe me, coach, we've been having this conversation. (sighs) Yeah. Even on Real Mitchell's awesome run, like, it looked like he, like, like on that juke, that quote-unquote juke, it looked like he slipped a little bit. You mean the the run when the announcer asked if he had jelly in his hips (laughs) because jam don't shake like that? Yes, that run. That was a great call, man. Great line, man. That was all. That was remarkable. It, honestly, his we, you know I wouldn't be surprised if his nickname is Jelly going forward after that. It should uh, call be. Like that. It should be Jelly a, Mitchell. Yeah, Jelly Mitchell. That's a good one. Man, he's a good player. He is. Dude, Jairo Brock is really good too. Dude, did you see that block that Sage Rosenfels posted on yeah. Twitter? Dude, Iowa State has a bunch of young good players. They do. And that's what. So like even Louisiana Monroe's coach was talking about that, where he's like, and he told this really awesome story, but uh, he was saying just. He's like, I don't feel like they were trying to run it up on us. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he's like, in it, you know, anytime that you're in a game like that, when we pull our starters out and they pull their starters out, more often than not, their backups are still going to be a lot better than us. Yeah. Like the drop off will probably be a lot more stark. Yeah. And I think he made a comment about Gyro Brock, like how, how good he was. And he said, he said the best example, he's like, and I'm not saying they're to this level uh, about Iowa State. He's like, best example of it that I've seen is where we were playing against the University of Miami. And, uh, and he's like, and they're kicking the crap out of us, you know, just destroying us. And he's like, and they send their fourth or fifth running back out there of the game. And on his first carry, he busts a 75-yard run. <laughs> it was Clinton Portis. <laughs> oh, Clinton Portis. Yeah, he went on to have an okay career. <laughs> yeah, in and that's, that's what was so funny about it. That's where I was like, jeez. Yeah. But, I mean, when you think about those Miami teams back in the day, that's oh, how yeah. it was. Like those, when those you had 2000-ish area, area well, yeah, Miami teams. When you could throw out uh, Edron James, and then you had uh, Willis McGahee, mm-hmm. and then Clinton Portis. Yeah. And man, I think there was somebody else in there, too, that was really good at that time. Your running back room is fairly okay. Didn't they have, uh, man, they had Frank Gore, too. Like they, yeah. that, that run of running backs was pretty ridiculous, mm-hmm. and, but it was so funny the way he portrayed the whole story where he was like, he's like, and they sent out this fourth or fifth running back, you know, and it's like, you're standing there thinking like, man, this guy looks good too. <laughs> I hand him State, the ball, he goes 75 <laughs> yards and it's, he's like, yeah, it was Clinton Portis. <laughs> Iowa State has four NFL running backs confirmed with that comparison, man. Uh, that <laughs> Dude, remember that? I think that 2001 Miami team had like. They had like twenty oh, yeah. first round picks on it, or something oh yeah, they like were that. they were ridiculous. across those talented. two years. Oh, just just crazy. Yeah, I mean, on the offense where they just had I think Jeremy Shockey and mm-hmm. Ken Dorsey and Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis, like I said, Edron James, yeah. uh, Andre Johnson. He was one of the receivers. Yep, I think they had Devin Hester. 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, that was just, that was a ridiculous <laughs> run of teams. Uh, what was his name? Sean Taylor. Yep. Ed, uh, Ed Reed. Man, think about that defensive backfield. Holy cow, man. Sean Taylor and Ed Reed. It's like a quarterback and you're just like... <laughs> I have to deal with this every week or, it, you know, going up against this. this it's week. like one guy who might be the best safety of all time. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be right up there as one of the best safeties of all time. If it hadn't been for a mass, like a major tragedy, yeah. but uh, no, but that was, I thought that was really funny the way yeah. that he told that story. Uh, but I think that that was as impressive as, as uh, outside of those first couple of minutes, as impressive of, of a game I've seen from Iowa State since I've been covering the team, just in the way that they took care of their business. Yeah. Um, and man, Brock looked great after those first couple turnovers, man. He did. Yeah. He, I mean, he just hit receivers right in the numbers. I mean, in stride and obviously had a good day running the ball too, with three touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. First Big 12 quarterback to ever have 400 yards with three passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns, which Mm -hmm. Jeff and I talked about this on football and random things is obviously a pretty crazy distinction considering some of the, the quarterbacks that have been in this league. Think about like Robert, Robert Griffin, the third, Robert Griffin, the third. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think uh, about the dual dual. Yeah. Vince Young, Uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, I mean, I even, I threw Baker. Yeah. Baker. I said, Taylor Martinez, like when when he was really playing well, those first couple of years, like it wouldn't shock me if he'd ever had something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the list is Colt McCoy. Like that list is really long Mm. and that's what, so I'm sitting there thinking yesterday, I was like, man, I just, I kind of want to, you know, do a little research, just figure out, you know, Brock's got 3,500 yards of total offense through 13 games, Mm -hmm. which I was able to figure out is the most that an Iowa state quarterback has had through his first 13 games. And that includes like in the first game that he played was, was against Akron and he didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, But that from what I was able to figure out, I think that that's like the fifth most ever by a big 12 quarterback in their first 13 appearances. That's insane. There's been a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah. I was going to say, and like the guys in front of him, I have the, the list. Yeah, I have the list. Yeah, you better pull it up. I better. Um, they were all big names. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I have a whole list of te- – here, I can pull up this one too. I have this whole list of guys and, like, the amount of the yards they put up in their first 13 appearances. And like, and I said this in the tweet, I, I reiterating appearances, not their first 13 starts because that yep. is different where it's like, you know, there's a bunch of guys who – started their senior year or something like that for the first time. Because I'm assuming that you factor in Purdy's uh, appearance at Oklahoma State Yeah, took over for Nolan. Yeah. So Brock has 3,645 yards in his first 13 games comparatively for Iowa State. Brett Meyer had 2,575. Seneca had 3,103, which is uh, is is really good. Obviously, on one of only a you know maybe ten guys that have had over three thousand in their first thirteen games. Austin Arnott had sixteen forty two. Those are Iowa State's three all time leaders in uh, in total yardage, total offense. Baker had four thousand one hundred forty six. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. So it's five hundred more yards than Baker made, or than Brock Purdy. Yeah, albeit he had a lot more weapons. I, was I would say. say a little bit better talent uh, around better him. better offensive line for sure. For sure, uh, Cole McCoy. 2,740. Wow. He split time a lot, I think, those first couple years, if I yeah. remember correctly. Mason Rudolph, 4,007 yards in his first 13 appearances. So not, not terribly far behind. Mason Again, Rudolph. he basically was like, when Three. he came in, he basically took over as a freshman. Yeah, and Mason Rudolph. And he had like Blitnikoff winners and stuff exactly. like that to throw to. Oklahoma State always has amazing wide receivers. Yeah. Who can uh, catch the deep ball really well. Right. James Washington and like yeah. people like that. Uh, Chase Daniel, this is one that I thought would be really... Like, would be up there. Chase Daniel, 1,253. Really? Yeah. Huh. Chase really came on later on <laughs> in his in his career. Yeah. I got these names from, I went through, like, the Big 12's all-time leaders in total offense. I'll mm-hmm. say that. This is, I went through, like, the top, I think, 30 mm-hmm. and, and bowled all those. Uh, Brad Smith, he was over 3,500, 3,566 yards. Okay. Uh, Robert Griffin, 3,111 yards. So more than RG3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 4,119. He's the, he's second place behind Baker. Yep. Todd Reesing, 3,164. So, like, some of the names that are, like, way up there. Vince Young, 2,355. Mm-hmm. Brandon Whedon, Brandon Whedon, 3,203. Uh, I mean, Sam Bradford, 2,878. This one was ridiculous to me. So, Bryce Petty's, like, 13th all-time in the Big, in Big 12 in total offense. Yep. In his first 13 appearances, 483. Wow. So in his, basically his last two seasons, 
he accounted for almost for roughly 10,000 yards of total offense. You know, that makes sense with how, you know, prolific the, that those Baylor teams were on offense. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what made some of these things so crazy to look at. Yeah. L. Roberson from Kansas State, where he had 1,471 and then had like, had like 6,000 in the next, or like 7,000, 8,000, like the next two years or something like that. Yeah. My favorite name on the list, though. Cody Hawkins, 2,996 yards. Wait, wait, wait. In his first 13 appearances. Cody Hawkins. I don't, I don't even recognize that name. The son of Dan Hawkins, former coach at the University of Colorado. Oh. His, uh, he was the, I mean, a remarkably average quarterback okay. for the Buffaloes and, right. and had all these yards. I thought that that was really funny. Yeah. If you want to just go on like a complete bla- like blast from the past list of names, Start looking at stuff like that. Just yeah. the different names that you'll see that you remember. Yeah. And you're like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's Will impressive, Greer, though. Will Greer was like was another one that was up there. Sam Ellinger is, is going to be up there as well. Yep. So, <sighs> just crazy stuff. Dude, Brock was, Purdy is just on a historic. How about Colin Klein? Was he on that list? Yeah, he was. And uh, most of them, like some of them, I could look at it and I could see their first 13. Mm-hmm. And I could be like, okay, they're not there. I'm not going to do all the math on that. Because yeah. I had to go in and like add all this stuff up myself. And I was just. Dude, you must have had a lot of time that afternoon. It was, it was. I mean, it didn't take me that long. Like, it's just, just type it into a calculator. Yeah. You know, it was more finding the things. Yeah. I wish that there was a, someone needs to create a website. And I know college re- football reference, which is what I was mostly using for all this stuff. I know that they have the player indexes, like the game indexes. And that's what I, I wish there was a way to better, uh, like, <laughs> you know yeah yeah better compile all those stats in an easy efficient yeah. manner right yeah just and to be able to see him uh your mom texting you <laughs> no uh Jacqueline just sent me a screenshot where someone asked if sh- if she would come on tv to comment on a score a story for tmz live what Wait, wait, wait. What story? I would imagine it's got to be this band story. Dude, this is breaking. Hey, dude, should we get Jacqueline on the phone breaking right now? Breaking news. Should yeah. we get her on the phone? We should. I'm, uh, uh, we will. Here, right now. Let's we're gonna, do it. We're going to call Jacqueline. We'll <laughs> pause this real quick, and then we'll come right back. <laughs> okay. All right, now we're back. Stands and fits. We just took an abrupt stop. Uh, Jackie texted me in the middle of the podcast with a screenshot from TMZ. Tell us what it says. It says... Um Hey, have any interest in being on TV to comment on a story for TMZ Live via Skype? Have you replied yet? What'd you say? Have you replied yet? Um, I said a story about what? So we don't even know what it is yet, huh? We don't even know what it is. Well, I feel like you have to do it, though. No matter what it is, even if you have no expertise in it, just like <laughs> agree to just it. agree to go be on TMZ, okay? Um, not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a this is like a remarkable development. This would be huge for the Cyclone Fanatic brand. So yeah, you have to bump, you have to make sure to bump Cyclone Fanatic, Jackie. Yeah, if you go on and are on Skype with TMZ, just make sure and drop as many Cyclone Fanatic references as you possibly can. Okay. And I have to be wearing a Cyclone Fanatic polo. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to get your thoughts on this uh, right away, so that's why we called you. Okay, perfect. I will keep everyone updated. All right, yeah, let me know what, what happens. Developing story. <laughs> Developing story here on Stands and Fits. All right, thanks, Jackie. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> what a great break-in. That's so funny. That's live, live uh, podcasting for you. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is. That's crazy. She's going to be on TMZ. Yeah. So is she going to be like, like the, the, the TV TMZ? Yeah, like TMZ Man. Live, yeah. Holy cow. That'd be big time. That would be. Now I'm, ups- I'm upset. Why didn't they contact me? Oh, well, maybe they needed a feminine figure. I guess that's fair. Could be. Yeah. That's crazy. What were we talking about before? Uh, we were talking about a yardage. Oh, yeah. Brock, Party, Brock Purdy. Um, all right. Do you have any other thoughts from Saturday's game? Um, oh, let's see. Defense. Uh, I guess, you know, they finally got a positive uh, mark in the turnover margin. They did. Which was encouraging. Had trouble containing the quarterback a little bit, but I yep. think... Jeff and I talked about this on football and random things. You and I are not football experts, so it's, yeah. I don't think anybody tunes in to hear our you yeah. know, real like football thoughts. That's why I'm just dropping like all these <laughs> random things about statistics and stuff. Hey, but, you, random things, man. You're not saving those for the football and random things podcast? No. 
I don't, have, ta- I don't, have, I don't have time to do anything like that on football and random things. We, we call them weird things here. Yeah, exactly. This is the weird things podcast. Uh, but yeah, I just I think they rotated a lot of people in. I think that they were trying to get a lot of people in the game, which yeah. is is clear from. And you know, again, I'll from close by saying, you, you kind of said it too. It's good to see a lot of the depth pieces that Iowa State has, mm-hmm. and that they do have talent. It's not like they get in the game and they look completely out of place. They know what they're doing, and they're athletic. And it's awesome to know that Gyro Brock is the next Clinton Portis. Exactly. It's basically confirmed what I have to say about this entire situation. Definitely going to have like a 10-year NFL career. 10-year NFL career. Clint Porter's like borderline Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. He's like top 10 all time in rushing in the NFL. Yeah. Huh. Big future in <laughs> store for, for Gyro. No, no pressure. No, no, uh, yeah, no pressure, Gyro. Yeah. All right. Uh, next thing. Moving on to the Baylor Bears here this weekend. Uh, Baylor is the worst. Baylor That's sucks. my analysis. I do not like I hate Baylor. Baylor. I hate Baylor. Those freaking... Punch throwing, cooler shoving, mm, bad words. <laughs> Rape coverers. Yeah. It's still awkward to talk about, but it's, you know. We should talk about it, though. We got to talk about how bad it is. I mean, yeah, we don't want to cover it up like Baylor. Exactly. We don't want to let anybody ever forget that it happened. Uh, Baylor's easily, I mean, my most hated Big 12 team. Yeah. Reminder to everybody who wants to come and watch the. Baylor game on Saturday with the Cyclone Fanatic and Wide Right Natty Light crews. You can join us at Buzzard Billy's in downtown Des Moines. Hang out and watch the game. Speaking of hanging out, uh, we still need to do our stains and fits, hang out with our, our man. We do. I won. He was supposed to send me some dates and he never right. did. So we better I'll, follow up I'll, with him. Yeah, I'll contact him. Because, yeah, because yeah, this is my last weekend being gone for work. So hopefully, uh, either. You know, it's, uh, I just, I want to just point out it's kind of convenient uh, <laughs> that when we're supposed to do something with the Wide Right Natty Light crew, uh, you, you're not going to be there. Uh, and you know, people might forget you came to Cyclone Fanatic from Wide Ride Natty Light. Do you want to, do you want to share maybe any hard feelings or anything that you get, might have with those guys? Like, do you have any, you know, any beefs that you maybe want to get like let air? I got no hard feelings. They do a good job. I, I do. Um, you sound I, like I'm like holding a gun to your head, making you say nice <laughs> things about Wide no, Rat Natty Light. I mean, obviously that's where I got my start. I have a soft, sp- soft spot in my heart for Wide Rat Natty Light. It's still, I mean, that's where I got my my humor uh, chops going. It's so. fine. I would understand. I understand you wouldn't want to. <laughs> no, they do know, a good job. I mean, I, ha- didn't Jay start there too? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I, I technically hired Jay. Oh wow! So technically, you you might say that I'm responsible for Jay's awesomeness in a way. I, I'll say I'm one percent responsible for Jay's awesomeness. There we go. That's fair. Yep. I love Jay, dude. He sent me this picture from, it was, uh, from, um, from the, when he went to the Texas A&M game on Saturday, I, I don't I'm sure he wouldn't care if I shared this, but it was a picture of someone wearing a shirt that said, uh, something like Jesus had 12 men too, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was, or yeah. And I was just laughing my ass off. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's funny. It was it was pretty perfect. And I, I looked at I was in the press conference when I got this picture and I was like, oh, my God, You're probably cracking up. Yeah, it was one of those things that you wonder what went through that person's mind when they bought yeah. this T-shirt. Just thinking like, yeah, yeah, this is the one. This is my <laughs> Texas A&M shirt right here. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, I'm definitely gonna have to make it out to one of our game watches this year. At least one. Yeah, well, uh, we have a full schedule that we put out here. I think that it might be out. I don't. What's the next? I made the graphic for it. I what's don't know the next if away game? It. Uh, After Baylor, do you know off the top of your head? West Virginia. I'm looking at this schedule that's right here. Oh yeah, West Virginia. I want to say that one is at Whiskey River. Okay, well, that's, that's that's nice and close for me. So that's good. Yeah, and then I think Texas Tech. I could be wrong. Uh, one of them's like a fire trucker. Oh uh, okay. I don't remember here. I'm I'm just gonna pull it up before I botch it all. All right. Uh, but yeah, we're at um. We are at Buzzard Billy's on Saturday. Whiskey River for West Virginia. Fire Trucker in Ankeny for Texas Tech. Whisker, Whiskey River again for Oklahoma, which is fitting because that's where... That's where they won. That's, that's where, where, we, were when where they won. we were the last time. Yep. Iowa State was in Norman. One of the Another one of the craziest days that I can remember in my time at Cyclone Fanatic. And then lastly, we'll be back at Buzzard Billy's when the Cyclones go to the Vampire's Lair down yeah. in Manhattan. Probably it might be snow on the ground at that point, man. Yeah, there might be November thirtieth. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to make sure I come to the Oklahoma one, just because. Again, like I feel I, like that's just good juju. Like yeah. we got it. Yeah, I was at that one last time, so I have to make an appearance there. Definitely, definitely. Um, do you, what do you think is gonna happen in the game this weekend? Um, I I kind of suspect that 
it'll be a close game. Um, yeah. you know, Baylor, I think, is technically on the up trajectory as well. Um, I would say that I, I do think our defense is probably better than theirs, and I think that'll end up being the difference in the game. Yeah, I I think that Iowa State will win. I don't mm. I don't know. Um, I'll probably pick Iowa State to win by like seven or something like that. Yeah, I'll probably be around there too. Uh, excuse me. Um, do, you, I, do you foresee any issues containing Charlie Brewer? Charlie Brewer is a good quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I think Iowa State will be ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a good game last year. Well, I, I think them, but you know another reason for them to focus is because I'm sure they do remember the game from last year with the way that those you know that went down. Right. That's kind of where I don't know. I feel like they'll be fired up. Yeah. I think Iowa State will be fired up. Uh, Baylor has not played anyone. Yep. That's very point. true. You know. At least I mean, and Iowa State's only played Iowa really, but that's one more team than Baylor's played. Yeah. Uh, and Rice, I mean, pushed him to the brink. Who knows if that's because of they were just ready to get conference play going or whatever. But Rice is actually. I mean, they played right with Army, too, and Army yeah. almost won in the big house. So, But Michigan might not be that good either. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's not a good deal. Not yeah. good deal. All right, last thing before we get to hot knot. Rasheer Bolton will be eligible to play for Iowa State basketball this season. Yep. Big news. Average, big news. Averaged 11 points a game for Penn State last year. Yeah, big-time player. Uh, someone that I think definitely elevates the season, the ceiling of what Iowa State basketball can do yep. in 2019-2020. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, I had, I had thought that Iowa State was uh, going to be like a bubble team, but I, I would lean toward them being in the NCAA tournament, even without Bolden. And I think this just cements them. I do think that they are now an NCAA tournament. Game. I can already envision it on the game broadcasts where almost every game they will say, Iowa State has one of the best backcourts in the country that no one talks about. One yeah. of the most oh, underrated yeah. backcourts back in the oh, country. Oh, yeah. Between Tyrese and Rashier and Prentice Nixon. Yep, absolutely. Because, I mean, obviously people are going to start noticing Halliburton's name a lot more. He'll, and obviously he will be the star of this team. But I don't think anyone really knows Nixon or Bolton quite yet. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this team. I got a lot more excited for this team. And then with him and Mike Jacobson and George Condit and Solomon, yeah, I think this can be a good team. Yep. They have, good it's, team. it's the kind of team that, and I've been saying this too to my friends behind the scene, I think it's going to be the team that they don't look as good on paper as they did last year, but I think that they're going to elevate their play. It's gonna, like the sum of the holes is going to be better, or excuse me, the holes is going to be better than some of the parts, that kind of thing. And I hope that they can beat Kansas the same way the FBI did. <laughs> That's another thing we haven't, I didn't even think about that. I don't got anything to say about that. I was talking to my dad about it last night I'm, and I, I will believe that Kansas is in trouble Yeah. when Kansas is in trouble. Yeah. I'm, I am not holding my breath for them to actually do anything notable. They sent him a notice of allegations. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> when they actually put down some sanctions and, and yeah. we have some tangible evidence of like, this is what is they're doing to Kansas to actually yeah. like say that they're in trouble. Until then, I don't believe it. Agreed. Kansas is going to, I already can see it. Kansas is going to figure out a way to wriggle themselves out of this one because they always do. After North Carolina got away with their, you know, fake classes thing and with basically a slap on the wrist, I have no faith in the NCAA to actually come down on Kansas. It would just be the most on-brand Bill Self thing ever for him to clearly look like he's down and out. You know, like they're done. The, the Kansas dynasty is done. You know, and then can, and then Bill Self comes in with a three-game win streak at the end. The other team drops the ball. They have a couple heartbreaking losses, and Kansas comes out on top again, just like they did for 15 years. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction. That I'm just kind of calling my shot here. I think that it'll come out that I, I'm going to say that Bill Self will probably suspend himself or something along those lines. I don't know how many games it'll be. I don't think he will. I think he will. Uh, based on the way that, they're, that they approached like that notice of allegations and the first thing that they put out, I think that they're in it for the long haul. They're like, we're going to fight this. That's fine. We'll like you want I think he's going to try to get out in front of it and, you know, say that the, the, the suspension has been carried out. I think that's what most schools, that's what most schools would do. I think that they are not going to be proactive about it. They're going to say, you are going to pry our victories. You are going to pry our coach from our cold, dead hands. And you are going to have to come in here and steal him away from us and march him past James Naismith, Naismith's 12 rules to the game of basketball because we're not letting him go. He's not leaving voluntarily. I promise you. Unless, you get, unless he can eventually finally seize the writing on the wall. And again, yeah. Bill Self, the king of wriggling out of situations, gets out, dips, and goes to become the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. I could see that. I could see that. You know, either way, it's going to be entertaining to follow, man. Absolutely. All right, hot and not. What's your hot this week? My hot this week, the St. Louis Cardinals, baby. Swept the Cubs, four-game series, won each game by one one run. Man, and it looks like, I think they have a three-and-a-half game lead on the Brewers now for the NL Central. It looks like they're going to 
safely make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't pay any attention to baseball, but these guys have gotten me to where I at least will like read the articles about them yeah. and stuff. And I'll I, look I, to see if they won. Uh, other yeah. than that, I I'll don't. Ch- I'll check the, the Twitter feed in the evenings to see what the result of games. If they're going to play the Atlanta Braves in the playoffs, though, I might watch that. Because Chris is going to be watching. You oh, know yeah. That's, and he's going to reference the infield fly rule about every other second. That will be an ultimate opportunity to troll Chris. Yep. I'll be all in on the Cardinals bandwagon again. <laughs> Same. I mean, I'm not like, a, I wouldn't say bandwagon because I have been a Cardinals fan. I just don't pay attention to them anymore. Yeah. They, I mean, they, again, they've kind of had a couple um, not so great seasons in a row. Yeah. By Cardinal standards, but they might be back at this point. Really, the last time I paid that much attention to them was uh, that last time they went to the World Series. What was that, 13? Uh, I think so, when yeah. When they played the Red Sox? Yep. Yeah, that's about the last time that I remember mm-hmm. really paying a lot of attention to them. But no, they might draw me back in. Maybe. I just can't pay attention for that long of a season, but that's just kind of a yeah. different thing. Uh, my hot this week, punching your quarterback in the face. I think everybody's seen this video of the Rutgers offensive lineman. <laughs> I, I strongly believe that this should just be the default, the default celebration for every touchdown from now on. Punch someone in the face. That's very, uh, very on brand for Rutgers. Yeah, super on brand. <laughs> it's like if you if you asked to define Rutgers football in that one celebration, that would be it. No, the most what would have made it even more Rutgers is if the guy had to enter concussion protocol after <laughs> that's true. after getting punched in the face by his offensive lineman. Yeah, like I said, one. that should be the default setting. Other except for Brock Purdy, nobody touch Brock Purdy. Don't punch Brock Purdy. Yeah, nobody, don't touch him. Yep, don't touch him. That's right. That's it. All right, my uh, my not this week. Uh, I went to Baltimore over the weekend, my second stop and my three city stop uh, for work. So my life was put in danger three times. Um, so essentially, what we're doing is we put on basketball clinics for coaches. Uh-huh. One of the coaches um, that came, um, he was also at last week's clinic in Kansas City. He okay. happened to be at both clinics. He came all the way from Taiwan. Uh, wow. So he's come a long way. He's he's like a, the director of the media for their national team or something like that. Okay. Um, young guy. Very nice. But um, funny thing, he got an Airbnb, um, and I don't think he realized where the Airbnb was Uh-oh. in Baltimore. Uh-oh. So the thing is, he didn't really have access to Uber or anything like that because uh-huh. where we were having the clinic was um, Mount St. Joseph's High School, which has produced um, some good good talent. Athletic-wise, okay. uh, Mark Tuchero's high school, for example. Um, anyways, nice, real nice campus, but he needed a uh, ride, and we offered our rental car to him. We gave him a shuttle. And uh, before the clinic even started, the coach of the high school flat out told everyone in attendance, when you leave the school, do not turn right. And <laughs> the place we had to go to get to this Airbnb, we had to turn right each day to get this guy home. Oh, boy. So, uh we went through some very not uh, nice parts of Baltimore, and yeah, my life was in danger three times this weekend because of this coach from Taiwan, who was, again, very nice, but he put our lives in danger. So wow. that was my not. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah, um, and thankfully, I am here to tell you about the- You are. Putting my life in danger. If you listen to some people, Baltimore is a very dirty city. It's you know, a horrible it's, city, for, if you listen to some people. <laughs> It was interesting. We the day we got in, we had to go. Um, Chris Mack from Louisville was one of our coaches who spoke. Uh, we went and pay, basically paid for his hotel. Did you is, have Bruce Weber there? We did. Or excuse me, no, 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 not there. Uh, it was in Kansas City last week. Did you talk to him? He, he will be in in Vegas this weekend, so I might get a picture with him you, and send it to you. You should, yeah, you should talk to him and tell him that I'm his biggest fan. Do you, okay, just, if I, if I said like six seven uh, media member from Iowa State, would he know who you are? Probably not. But like, okay. you can just you know say, hey. I host a podcast with this guy. He writes about Iowa State, and he is your biggest fan. Just yeah. say that. And he, he every time, every opportunity he gets to watch your teams yeah. and, and watch you coach is he really relishes in that. And you know, I, I I was thinking about getting a picture with him in Kansas City, um, and I was close enough to hear him like having conversations with people. And he he just seems like a super nice guy, man. Yeah, like, yeah. real down to earth. Actually, you know, like uh, he's not. He, the way he comes off on television, I'll admit, is different from how he actually is in person. See, I need you to plant the seed in his mind in Las Vegas so that then when I see him in Kansas city in three weeks mm-hmm. at the big 12 media day, that's when I swoop in and I say, Hey coach, you talked to my, you know, my podcast co-host yeah. like, I, in Las Vegas and, I just, gotcha. and you know, and we just see where it goes from there. Then maybe eventually we'll become best friends. All right. I'll, I'll do my best this week to get a picture with Bruce and, and say something to him. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways. So my not this week, 
David Montgomery's usage by the Chicago Bears. Yeah. He they finally gave him the ball at the end of the game last night, busted off a big run. And other than that, I sat around thinking, why will they not use David the right way? I'm mad. I'm angry about their inability to use David the correct way. When Cordero Patterson is getting handoffs in the backfield, yeah. something is very wrong with your offense. Yeah, they gotta like they they're way overthinking it, I think. Yeah. They just it's it's simple. There's been more like at turn least turn on one Iowa State game from last year. It's simple. The strategy is simple. Three or four times specifically where I've tuned into Bear, Bears game, you know, the Bears games this year to watch David. They've had third and one. You just need to hand the freaking ball off to David Montgomery and he's guaranteed to fall forward at least one yard to get that first down and they have not done it. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, I'm not going to watch Bears games anymore until I hear that David has done something. It makes me like hate they've the allowed Bears. they've unleashed the beast yeah. and they've let him do what David Montgomery does. Like I said, it's not hard, Matt Nagy. Put on an Iowa yeah. State game from last year and see what David can do, and that's what he can do for the Chicago Bears. At minimum, David Montgomery deserves at least like 12, 12 rushes and five halfback you know, catches out of the backfield. He deserves, game. at minimum, 25 touches a game, whether I that's mean, from I, catches I, I or, that. or runs. Yeah. 25 catches He's or 25 good. touches. That's now, all. I think, that's all I think 90% of Bears fans agree too. Like they oh, want, yeah. they want David to get more carries. Oh yeah. Everybody, everybody's clamoring for more 32. Yeah. Wouldn't you be? Absolutely. I, I'm completely unbiased. Yeah. Can I give the ball 32? Yeah. It's just, it's that simple. That simple. Uh, all right. Underrated underdogs and we're going to get out of here. Mine. Uh, so we're reviewing last week, pick Kansas. Unfortunately, intern Brandon's team let me down. I was a bad rough weekend for intern Brandon. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will say <laughs> intern Brandon is up for homecoming King at grand view at grand view this weekend. Really? Yeah. So everybody out there wait, should wait, just wait. like, should make a note of, to tweet at intern Brandon at all Bob Brandon on Twitter. I think is, I think it's what it is. Okay. Uh, I've tweeted at him a bunch of times. You can find my Twitter and, and find him. Uh, but we need to spam him with how we think he should be the King. So how, how do you become homecoming king in college? Like, does it, is, it, is it a vote? I think he was nominated from what I understand. Like, I don't do, know. Do, do students students vote? I'm going to be honest. I didn't ask any questions. He just told us that he was nominated. And okay. And when, when is this, uh, when is the king announced? Do we know? Friday night. Okay. I so, might, I might have, I, like, I think I might go. So we only have like three days to campaign for intern Brandon. Yeah. We need to get it done though. If anybody out there has any connections on the campus at Grandview University, they should start going around and posting flyers. Vote for Brandon. Yeah, vote for Brandon. Uh, vote for intern Brandon. His his football picks may not be that good, but he's a great guy otherwise. Uh, yes, exactly. Hopefully he's, yeah, yeah. He's a great kid. He's just really bad at picking football teams. <laughs> his, you know, his Houston prediction looks real bad right now, yeah. too. He, he cries in the evenings because his football picks aren't good, so make him feel better by electing him Homecoming King. Yeah. That UL, he was texting us all during the UL Monroe game, dude. <laughs> and we're just sitting there like, what's going on, Brandon? What's wrong, man? Why is, why is happening to the Warhawks? Yep. Oh, man. I'm sure he was... Tough he, weekend for the intern. But like I said, yeah. hopefully the becoming homecoming king can bounce back for him. Yep. I just want to say, though, intern Brandon becomes a Cyclone Fanatic intern. All of a sudden, I mean, look at, look at what being the CF intern can do for you. Yeah. You go from, uh, from being intern Brandon, or just from being Brandon, yeah. you know, and not being the homecoming king, become the CF intern. All of a sudden, you have a platform where you can give out bad football picks, and you get voted potentially the homecoming king at Grandview. Jackie's going to be on TMZ. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know what Connor's going to do. He's probably going to be the president. Yeah. At this point, that seems like the only way that these things go. Ferguson twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, my my Kansas pick. Sorry, intern Brandon. I uh, you let me down. My other pick this week, I'm going with the other team in Kansas, Kansas State, plus five and a half points at Oklahoma State. Okay. I like that pick. Thank you. Kansas is, or Kansas State's look pretty good. I don't think they play, or they, see, excuse me, they play Mississippi State and beat Mississippi State. On the road, yeah. On the road. So that was a good win. Um, and I think um, Oklahoma State, they might have a little bit of a come down after their game with Texas. Mm -hmm. I, I know they still lost, but they probably, you know, had that circled on the calendar to a degree. So this might be a, the kind of situation where Kansas State can go in there and get come away with a win. Absolutely. Uh, I also missed last week. I will admit I went through the lines like right before the <laughs> show did. started. Yeah. Uh, I picked Michigan. Did not go well. No, it did not. Times are not good in Ann, Ar in Ann Arbor. I will say, though, 
I'm not saying that this would happen, but if we don't want to deal with any Campbell watch, we might hope that times will improve. (laughs) Very true. Because I can imagine that that would be a hot topic of conversation if golden boy Jim Harbaugh was to be released or be relieved of his duties as the head coach at Michigan, Mm. which leads me to they should everybody should cheer for them not this coming weekend but the weekend after against the team that they have coming into the big house yes that uh, team i mean i'm sure everybody would have probably been rooting for them anyway but <laughs> yeah. that's just i'm just doubling down on that reiterating yep i haven't looked at any lines none i know two lines this week i know that iowa state has swung from a two and a half point or a two point dog to being the favorite in waco and I know that Nebraska is a 17-and-a-half-point underdog at home with college game day in town on Saturday night football against the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> this may be the biggest spread if you're going with them in the history of underrated underdogs. I am going to roll with the Nebraska Cornhuskers on national television in the biggest game that they have played since probably 2009. No, 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 it's not been that long. 2011 or 12? Maybe, uh, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm just thinking like Big 12 championship game. Well, they played in the Big, in the Big 10 championship game in 2012. Mm, I don't remember that. Huh. I do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I'm not saying that it's, <laughs> I, I'm glad to remember, but I, yeah. I certainly do. I was sitting in my freshman dorm room at, uh, at Simpson College watching... Wisconsin just <laughs> have their way, have their way with with Nebraska. Oh my gosh! Yeah, not good memories. Uh, that was coming after they had a twenty eight to zero point had twenty eight to zero lead on Oklahoma in the two thousand eleven uh, Big Twelve Championship game. Lost that one, yep. or in the two thousand ten, and then in two thousand nine, obviously the Texas game. That was fun too. Uh, I digress. I'm taking Nebraska. I'm probably going to be wrong. But I'm going to be wrong most of the time anyway. Whoever I looked at on these lines, I was probably going to be wrong. Usually I just find a line and say, hey, that one doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Right now I'm just going to roll with it. It is what it is. Hey, now I will be doubly as happy if if Nebraska can somehow go out and win the football game. Yep. Do I think they will? (laughs) Absolutely not. I applaud your courage for picking your team. At this point, I just, what do I have to lose? You know? Nothing. I could pick someone else. And they lose. I mean, you, you can lose to me in the season series if, if this is the deciding game. Whatever. <laughs> That's fine. You don't care about this like I do? Come on. I mean, it's week five. I don't care that much. Yeah. Like, if I, and realistically, even if you won this week, you still got, you've got a one game lead on me. Okay, I'll take it a little more seriously next week. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's not very many underdogs that win during a season. Well, so. yeah, we don't win very much in this. I think we've probably won like 10 times no, in I, two I, years I think during this. the I think during the regular season last year, like the winner like of the regular season had like four wins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I have, I think I have room to throw one week, week away. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I said, I don't think that this is actually going to happen. But I knew that line, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to go dig for another one because I'm probably going to be wrong either way. So yeah. what does it matter? They're going to get freaking killed, though. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to come out and say it ahead of time. Huh? Yeah, I'll, right. just, I'll just admit it right now. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's podcast. Like I said, it was a short one. Didn't have much to talk about. No. Only Shortest one in a long time. I it was only say. about 60 minutes long. Yeah. We will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks to the professional NBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet. Saturday, be there around 2 o'clock, Buzzard Billies in downtown Des Moines for the Cyclone Fanatic Wide Right Natty Light mashup game watch Iowa State versus Baylor. On that note, beat the Bears. Peace.